This is Michelle Dawes-Burt of Real Chicks Rock. And this is RCR Presents Real Discussions, the podcast. Enjoy. Good afternoon and welcome to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions. I'm your host for today, Michelle Dawes-Burt, and I am, as always, super excited because... Look at them. They're starting with the looks already. We haven't even started the conversation. Right. They're looking at each other crazy. Hi, guys. Thanks for for joining us. My guests are super excited to be here. Today's topic is the art of marketing. Yes. Yes. And (laughs) And I have two people that think they know a lot about marketing. We've been through a lot. Okay. They know. They know a lot about marketing. Yes. 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 Thanks. So for the guys, all of the new listeners, let me just give a little background about what Real Chicks Rock is all about. It's all about the empowerment of women. And we do it through various different ways. We do it through community service. We do it through public speaking and mentoring. And we do it through this particular platform, which is where we have discussions to talk about things that help give us the tools to be empowered. So today is all about marketing because... People have a different perception or an ideology about what marketing is. And I thought I brought, I would bring two seasoned people that coincidentally know each other outside of this platform. So we're going to hear maybe some stories, hmm? some truths. Yes. And some things that are going to help my listeners um, be better at the whole thing about marketing. To my left is Jarena. To my right is Ken. Welcome, guys. Thank you for coming. Thank you for, Thank you for inviting for having us. us. Yes, yeah. Thank this you. is this is good stuff. So you guys know each other a long time, and I met Jarena through Ken. <laughs> so, and I've been trying to work with Jarena, and our schedules just didn't allow it to happen, and nothing happens right. before it's time. So I reached out to Jarena because I see you were doing some incredible things Thank with you. marketing with your clients with your brand and then as a surprise i brought this guy yeah so you didn't even know he was coming no so this is good so this is good stuff so um without any delay jarena tell the listeners a little bit about your background a little bit about okay. yourself um i am a native of birmingham alabama really yes. i thought you were more of a chicago person um i spent a lot of summers there okay i have extended family in the midwest okay um my uh husband's family is also in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came to Atlanta at 18. Mm. I went to Clark Atlanta University, mm-hmm. stayed there until about 96, graduated. Um, first gig out of college was working in production for the Olympic Games. Nice. Um, from there, I went to a couple of different agencies. So I've worked on Coca-Cola accounts, mm. um, postal service, um, the Olympics because they became a client. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then eventually I branched off on my own and created Jay Glass Communications. Nice. Awesome. Ken Rye, yes, the, ma'am. the strategy guy. Tell yeah. the people a little bit about yourself, your about background. Me? Just a little bit because you got a you got a nice lengthy timeline. Give them a little bit about your marketing side, your marketing background. Um, so Chicago guy. Uh-huh. Um, was real, real lucky to have an internship at Burrell Communications Group in high school. Mm-hmm. And at the time, they were like the country's premier multicultural agency. Yes. So working with Curtis Blow, KRS-One, trying to really infuse African-American culture with marketing and advertising. Nice. So that kind of whet my appetite. And, of course, you know, Spike Lee was kind of popular. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> and different world. 
was kind of popular. Mm, right? Absolutely. Right? Mm. So there was all this buzz about Atlanta. So I came down here like, okay, I want to. I want some of that. I want the black college experience. I want to be like Spike Lee and right. down to go to Morehouse. And it tricked me a little bit because mm-hmm. Spike actually studied at Clark. Absolutely. Ah. Shout out to the mass department <laughs> at Clark Atlanta University. Right? So that's how I met this lady, right? Yeah. Because we were students. And at the time, we were allowed to cross-register, right. cross-enroll. Cross. So there was a whole lot of, like, hustling students back then. Yes, um, yes, yes. Working in film, radio, advertising. Promotions. Promotions. Whatever we could mm. get our And that's really with. how we were kind of paying our way through school. Mm, absolutely. Right? Like, absolutely. we were hustling, working in the industry. Um, and we were talking about this earlier. Like, who were some of those people that you remember? Oh, wow. Um, let's see. Brian Barber was there. Kenya Barris. Shakir Stewart. Um Wow, it's 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 quite a few. The Jackie super friends. Super friends. Um it was it was a lot of people. Kenny Burns, people just wow. passing through and doing things and supporting one another. Wow. And, and then, you know, the campus was very open, so the people that had the celebrity tag, they were our age. So they yeah. were on campus. So it was nothing to walk out and see, you know, Buster Rhymes just sitting <laughs> on the yard. Like, right, right. Why are you here? So, yeah, that was a fun time. Or our wow. teams were the ones that helped break Puffy and some of those kind yeah, of folks, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it was just real fertile ground just in the AUC. Right. right? And, of course, we had our share of Jack the Rapper. Yes, Freak Nick Jack the Rapper. Yes. All these other things that came through. But, you know, as college students, we got a chance to work in the industry. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, we could probably run through situations after situations. Robert Townsend, Sinbad, like... These are the folks that were doing production mm-hmm. in the AUC. Mm. So that's kind of what got us started. Simultaneously, I was working at radio at WCLK. Mm. And uh, it was also a good time to do that because that's really when jazz, funk, hip-hop fusion was a big thing. Okay. And, um, you know, kind of what got us started. And, and, and yeah, and, and also there were a lot of entrepreneurs like Marco right. Blue Johnson. Okay. So he, he came up with this idea to... You know, I'm going to bring pitas to Atlanta. And we're like, what's a pita? Yeah, I remember (laughs) that. A pita. Yeah. Yeah, we opened in 24 and 23-year-olds running a a store. And it it was was interesting. It It was was good. It was Yeah. He ended up with three locations. It was good. Good times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we learned a lot. Yeah. We learned a lot. So you guys are rich with the background, so that's good. Because then you and you guys are still relatively current in today. So it's going to be really great to talk about the comparatives because it's it's a different time. Yeah. And oftentimes the older heads, we do talk about how it was back in the day mm-hmm. and how it's different today. So we're going to talk about that. But I think just before we can go to that level, what is your definition of marketing? For me, marketing is the umbrella of all things that happen in the process to get customers to buy your product. Mm. So whether it's advertising, PR, uh, social media, it all falls under that marketing umbrella. Nice. So that's what it is for me. Ken, how about you? For me, um, it's just making sure that you deliver on the promise between the service provider, the product, and and how you deliver on that. just to make ever taking the customer for granted. Right. On their money, on something that you have to offer, make sure that you're communicating and delivering in a way that it makes sense to them. Uh, develop a strategy, 
for any customer, mm-hmm. right? You know, sometimes we get kind of caught up that oh, this is only my customer. Right. So these right. are all transferable skills. Right. Supposed to be. Right. Supposed to be. Because I think the issue is, or the opportunity is, is that everybody that says they can help you with their market, your marketing can't because their skills may be limited or they're not able to, um, maybe it's, they don't, they're not comfortable with the brand. They don't really know how to approach it or to attack it. So I think people need to, I don't want to say leery, but just keep it real and be, you know, 100 in saying that every client or customer or opportunity that comes your way, it may not be a fit for your skill set. This is true. And it I should be data driven, right? I mean, right. you shouldn't just be guessing, right? Okay. Anybody no. that you engage with should actually take the time to research your business, research you, understand where you're trying mm-hmm. to go, understand your competition, mm-hmm. right? It's not a one size fits all situation. And if somebody comes to you that way, then pass them by. <laughs> Tell them keep it moving. I think the issue is though, uh, for a lot of people that are, might be new in the area of being an entrepreneur, their brand is still new. So mm-hmm. they don't really have the data. So a lot of it for the entrepreneur, the owner of the, the business is still trying to figure out yeah. what it is their product or service should be at the end of the day. But that should be the fun part of the process. You think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think? That's the, what, well, the what? arts and crafts of business, what? like figuring out how to make all of this work for the bottom line. See, you guys are experienced, so it's fun for you. So when we get the people that don't know what they're doing, it's a nightmare. It's for a the, nightmare yeah, for them and for the client. Absolutely. Yes. Cause that's that, I mean, that's throwing money out of the window now. And then you're developing trust issues with the next person that you go to, to mm-hmm. help you because you've already been burned. And that's, yeah. that makes it tough. And if it were easy, right, we wouldn't be in business. If everybody right. could do okay. it. Okay. Say that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause you know, everybody can do it. And then we get a chance to interact with some amazing clients, mm-hmm. PhDs, filmmakers, yeah. you know, Actors like some, and musicians and right. events that are mind blowing. Yeah. So. Right. But you still have to help them channel. Yeah, I think with them it might be easier. I, I think more of the average common person, it's a little bit more difficult because they don't have those type of accolades yet for you to grab at any one of those things and market that. I think when it's a new person, like somebody that just doesn't know, that's where the challenge comes in because okay so for example I'm gonna let you go okay who you want it first go We're both about to get well, you just, well go we, get we, me you wanna, tell you me wanna, you want to get her first tell me I'm gonna let you go first go I'm somebody go first. Okay. so first of all you're already you've already taken that leap right if How? you're an entrepreneur okay you've already made that commitment all right right there's already something in you that says I've got something special and people want it true it's already there true now what's not easy is how you communicate that and convey that. Okay. Like that's the thing that's challenging. And you know, again, engineers, all kinds of smart people. Mm -hmm. It's not easy, but you go through a certain process. Okay. Um, You make sure that you truly highlight what differentiates you from other people, Mm -hmm. and then you know, and and she's being modest, right? Look at all this. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I'm not talking on behalf of me. Talking on behalf of the people that are listening. See, that's but then, that's that's not really difficult in doing. It's just really like a good picture, a website. Now you sound like us because you've already done it. So now you're thinking. Well, it was, a, it was a. I was like, I need to use this picture in some kind of format. I like the picture. Put the website. It was like some kind of branding. But when people talk like strategies mm-hmm. and talk dirty to me and say, where do you see yourself? Where do you want to, 
where you want to take the brand next year, where you want to take the brand in like three years. Those are the difficult questions, I think, for some of us, because we don't know. You have to do it one way or the other, mm. right? Even if you're doing a business plan, you still have to do the same thing. You got to do you would, projections, yeah. Right. right. You, you know, so honestly, you would hope that your comprehensive business plan allocates some space for marketing and communications, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the big thing is how is your business growing? And then the marketing and communications aspect is just the support to help you get there. Okay. So let me say this. So a lot of times people overthink when they hear the word marketing. Overthink. It's simple as this. If you're starting something, who are you going to tell? How do they listen? What words resonate with them? Like I wouldn't go and talk to or uh, communicate with a 20-year-old African-American male the way that I would with the 60-year-old Caucasian male. Right. It's a difference, and you have to figure out how to communicate to each one of those targets. And maybe that's the thing that we haven't gotten into. So, like, right now we're talking high-level strategy, but it really does require research. Mm. I mean, research is key. Um, outside of the stuff that I do that's entertainment, I do corporate marketing. Right. Um, and the data and analytics is everything. You know, you're convincing people to make major investments multi-channel marketing program. So you mm-hmm. have to be absolutely certain. What is the value of the customer? Mm-hmm. How much are they spending? Where are they located? Mm-hmm. Who else is talking to them? Mm-hmm. Um, and you need to make sure it's quantifiable one way or the other. Um, you know, some of the stuff you can pick up through your social media engagement. Sometimes you need to do survey site and observe your Sometimes you need to go to the Small Business Association yeah. and see what files are there. Um, you know, sometimes you need to just step back and look at your competition and see mm. what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, everything, this should not feel like a guess. Okay. You know what I mean? It should, you, it's always a calculated move. Yeah, it should always be based on something, right. you know, because, I mean, a lot of the times it's experimental. So when you're stepping into, like, a new area, you don't have any data to right. go on. So right. you're like, okay, what do I do? But you should have some type of solid pinpoint or bookmark. And you say, if this happens, then I know that I'm on the right track. Mm. And it could be, you know, many different things, but it should all be based. I think on I'm something. missing the bookmark. It starts okay. with an objective. I think right? I'm missing the bookmark. Yeah. Okay. It I starts do. with the objective. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, what's your business plan? If, mm, if it's, that's a if dirty it's strictly word. revenue, it's dirty word. It's strictly revenue. <laughs> it's dirty words. It's <laughs> <laughs> business plans because a lot of people don't have business plans. No, yeah. they don't. And they don't realize the importance of it. I mean, the business plan is there to help you flesh out those ideas that are floating around, that are coming to you while you're driving or you're picking the kids up. You know, I I mean, I'm old fashioned, but Mm -hmm. I still keep pen and paper. Yes. Because I don't know what it is with me and driving. But I start getting things downloaded and I'm like, oh, my God. So I have, you know, my child or whoever's in the car, write this down. I don't know who it's for, but write it down because you have to figure those things out. So with your business plan, you're basically just putting it on paper Mm. and you're fleshing it all out. And when you're done, you're like, oh, my God, all that stuff that was jumbled now makes sense because it's categorized and it's put in the right place. So it's to benefit. Yeah, I do. I write stuff down on napkins. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you know, some very talented people start out with napkins and, you know, yes. Tissue concepts. Yes. They used to call them tissue concepts. Uh-huh. Napkins are very important because yes. when ideas come out or if somebody says something, I grab a napkin. Mm-hmm. I don't always have a pa- piece of paper and I write it down to capture it because um, 
people like yourselves are seasoned enough, you know what it is. And so any nugget of information that's given, you got to get it. And then right. you build it and you build it and you put it into your business plan. Now, I think the other thing too, what cripples us is that people think that once it's written down, that's it. So a business plan has the right to be evolved, right? It's always, yeah. it's a working document. A working so document. it's always growing. It's always changing. And you should project a little further out. Sometimes we're so caught up in the moment. It's like, right. what are you doing this year? But what are you doing five, 10, right. 15 years from now? Okay. What's the difference between advertising and marketing? Advertising is a tactic. Really? Marketing is a strategy. Mm. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Why do we get it mixed up? Why do we think it's one and the same? Well, I think the everyday man looks at those words like advertising and marketing and they seem foreign. But if you break them down to common terms, they you're communicating with someone. I'm talking to you. How am I talking to you? Verbally, you're recording it. Mm. You send, I mean, it's, it's, it's very, it's a very simple concept. Like it's communication. I'm sitting here talking to you somewhere, mm-hmm. but people think, you know, I need to go and get a PhD. No, you don't. You need to keep it simple. Okay. And marketing is not necessarily advertising. Right. Mm. It's it's engagement. It's face to face. Like it's not. It's word of mouth. Word, you know, of, word mouth. of mouth is still very large. I mean, it's called social media now, but it's still word of mouth. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because social networking was around a long time before social yes. media. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's a driving concept. We mm. try to make it like it's always. Oh, it's it's right. Right. Now, it's mysterious. Right. Is social networking still valid? Is it still something that we need? It's essential. I mean, for me, it's a new business development tactic. Yes. So I love the fact that people can see some of the stuff we do here in Atlanta. Okay. Chicago's like, oh, hey, we want to do that. Right. Okay. Raleigh's like, hey, we want to do that. So absolutely. Yeah, it's essential because, I mean, it keeps people like Ken and I in business. Mm. Because before it was like (laughs) we were the wizards behind this curtain and people are like, what do you do? And you tell them and they're like, I don't know what you do. But Okay, never mind. So... Social has helped us to step out and be like, this is what I do. Here's an example. Okay. Because back in the day, the 90s, I had a portfolio that I carried around with me. Nice. Now it's, here's my link. Right. It's beautiful. <laughs> You're showing stuff on social media, things that you've done as part of your portfolio now. So yes. your virtual portfolio. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you still feel that the social networking piece is essential. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I mean, it's a way to reach entire other markets. You know, before we used to be very... Except for you, right? She used to do some of my very first Ah, oh, her eyes got big. Day, she was right? like, me? Yes, so you. Before, we got before social <laughs> Here media, we go. uh-huh. she was getting me national exposure, you know, via PR Newswire and all these other tactics. And Thank you. You know, she started tagging <laughs> before people even Ooh. know how to tag. In those groups and just 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 thinking. Right. People are community. If they're talking over there, hey, talk about this. Like, I'll jump in and, you know, start the conversation and just study it. Like, mm-hmm. it's 1,200 people in here talking about soul music. Oh, yeah. I got a soul music project. I'm over here. Yeah. I'm talking to you. Yeah. Do you find that younger people are in your social networking audiences? Or is it still kind of the old school people because we feel we have to physically be in the room, shake a hand, see a face? If we're talking, and Jarena touched on this earlier, if we're talking about it from a marketing standpoint, mm-hmm. take us out of the picture. Right. Okay. At the end of the day, we're trying to deal with audiences. All right? right. So if we've got a certain product that requires us to talk to a 12 to 18 year old, then that's what we're going to do. If we've got a certain product that speaks to women, then that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. 
So we've got, yes, we have our own individual businesses and, and kind of our network around that. But if we're working for clients, take us out of the picture. We just want to make sure that we connect that product, that service mm -hmm. with their customer. And okay. sometimes I'm not the customer. Right, right. There are too many times where I'm targeting women or somebody else. Right. I'm not the customer. So right. I just need to be cognizant okay. of what it takes to, right. to affect their and customer. And then figure out what... Who is that customer? Mm -hmm. What are they up to? Where are they going? What are they reading? What are they listening to? Mm -hmm. And figuring out how do I find an angle to get with um, the product or the service or whatever I'm offering into and on their radar. Mm. Does grassroots tactics still work? Sure. You guys talked about street teams, um, actually the social networking piece. Does that still really work? It does. And something you can relate to. Um, you know, I used to do... Uh, <laughs> marketing for Verizon and Bell Atlantic okay. close up in New York. Right? Mm -hmm. So one of the things that we used to love doing was sponsoring the Labor Day Carnival every year, right? So this is not TV. This is not radio. Yeah, no. This is just the most serious Caribbean carnival. Yes. And we had the right products, yes. right? So we could ride that flat, that float straight down Flatbush Avenue yes. and buy our product. Right. You know, we've got several festivals here. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and, and as a matter of fact, beyond... The strategies we need to be talking about today are, should be scalable, mm. right? And if you're a small business owner, sometimes you don't have a choice. Right. That is the tactic you need to get the word out. I agree. Agreed? Agreed. All right. Because I grew up with uh, flyers. Yeah. Well, I didn't grow up with those because Alabama, you know. Yeah. It, it was, it was yeah. I we mean. We didn't have a lot. We had football. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, realistically, when you sit back and you look at it, the you know, we did flyers and flyers were done for parties, whatever, whatever it was. It was to get the word out and people mm -hmm. actually. And that was the connection. You had the flyer. You gave it to this person. They looked at it. They may have questions. You answered the questions. You'd be like, yo, I don't know. Just come through. I don't. Whatever the case may be. But people like. They've seemed to move away from that. Um, it varies, right? Like there used to be times where I could sell out an entire show, right, via Facebook, right, mm -hmm. and then the algorithms change. Okay, Absolutely. right. right. So now yes. all of a sudden, you got to spend more money mm -hmm. to find your customer. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, you know, street teams sometimes are the most targeted approach, right? And it varies in a lot of different ways too. Like yeah. sometimes people think about street teams in terms of traditional flyers, right? You know, now these days you got the interactive sandwich boards, like ah, you know, yeah. there's all that's kinds. A, that's of ways, a street team, you know, yeah. Or billboard, yeah. yeah. electronic billboard. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, or just people with t-shirts, or yeah. you know, years. And it's funny how quickly things progress, but flash mobs, you know? Oh yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That's all the same thing. Flash mobs. Yeah. What are flash mobs? Oh. Well, you know, you've seen the videos where there are groups of people who break out in song and dance. In public ah, places. so you know, I never yeah. knew the title of that. Oh, yeah, flash, flash mobs. So that's just taken, and that is right. So all these new terms, right? As the technology yeah. and tactics evolve, the other formal term is user-generated content, mm. right? where people are on site <laughs> tweeting and mm -hmm. adding their that's, opinions. That's street team taken offline. Now, do you guys, I know you guys do, but I, I'm going to say this. Um, a pet peeve for me is quality. Mm. Um, I see it, this, it has the simplest intent, right? To communicate the product or the service or the event. Mm -hmm. And it's just not put together well. I mean, all the information is there, but it's not maybe appealing. 
I won't even talk about spelling. I'll give you that, that that's right. But it just wasn't put together right. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that it was a person that really didn't know. Mm -hmm. They might have had some access to some kind of Photoshop or something Mm -hmm. to put it together. And then they, and people don't realize that is an extension of their brand. Absolutely. It's very important. And I'm like, why, why do you not think that's not critical? And why would you not make the investment? So there is a very thin line as to whether or not people are willing to spend a dollar in marketing something properly, which is an issue. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you felt that with some of your customers, if you had to talk them off to the ledge or they just knew automatically this was something that they needed to have. I mean, you know, with a lot of clients, sometimes after you deal with strategy, then the next question is budget. Right. Right. (laughs) Because how much is this going to cost me? How much is it going to cost me? Yeah. How much is this going to cost me? And do you have different tiers of that? There should be levels. There should be. be. Mm -hmm. And you would hope that you don't have to sacrifice quality to do it. Right. Um, You know, Jarena will probably tell you there is no excuse for misspellings. and That's huge. Huge. Huge pet peeve. I mean, because at this point you have so many checks and balances, Mm -hmm. you know, you can get a person sitting next to you to proofread that. Right. Proofreading and listening. Those two things, you know, what you say to the graphic designer or the web designer, they may not have heard you. So you put it in writing. You put it in writing again. So if it's midnight and you're not available, they can go back and check and see what do you know. So it's I mean, but sometimes I think when it comes to presentation, a lot of people just don't have that eye Mm. to see it. You can see it there in front of you. But the 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 I guess the the big part of it would be. Having the vision to see it, how your customer right. is going That's the to missing see it. Piece. So what you see, you got to put your customer's hat on. Right. And if it doesn't make sense to in your customer's mind, then you got to start over. And, and there's scales of clients too, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes you have the benefit of testing two totally different messages mm-hmm. to your audience. Right. Um, because one might be better optimized than the other. And some companies do that all the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can't always assume that your first time out the gate is is the perfect way to go. Okay. Um, but always leave an opportunity to continuously improve right. on your communications. When can a consumer um, expect to see some results in the area of marketing? It depends on your timeline. It depends on your strategy and your tactics. I mean, if your if your goal is... I am hoping to see my brand in national publications, print publications. Mm-hmm. Then you have to keep in mind that these people go to print. If the issue is out in June, right. they started working on that in February. Yeah. So okay. you can't come to me in May and mm-hmm. say, I want to see myself in essence. Right. That's just not happening right. because they have editorial calendars. You know, smaller publications are accommodating, mm. but when it comes to, you know, time and those big guys, you have to work on their schedule. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, you, what you have may be the greatest thing since sliced bread. Right. It's not on their plate, so you got to wait your turn. Okay. And then there are also different types. Of, it depends on your product, right? Mm-hmm. If you're on an e-commerce platform, real time, like down mm-hmm. in the middle. Yeah, yeah. It can happen sooner than right? later, yeah. And then if it's direct response, you know, your call to action is call this phone number, hit this website, and I got operators standing by. Right. Like, that's real-time response. You know, your question's kind of funny because that's what had me spoiled in radio, right? After doing direct response, you play a funny song, mm-hmm. I mean, you play a good song, you say something funny, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. you know, the phones just start popping, right? right? Mm-hmm. You kind of expect some, depending on your product and depending on how you deliver your product, you kind of expect the same thing. Okay. You know, now, 
There's also a difference between something called considered purchase, which are typically those more expensive things mm. that you want to research first, mm -hmm. right? All those high ticket items, you know, um, you might not see immediate response on those things because people want to make sure that there's no buyer's remorse, you know, mm -hmm. that they spent a couple of grand, 10 grand, 100 grand on the right thing. On the right stuff. So it just depends on the product and the service too. Now, uh, for you guys, what is, um, I don't want to say better, but what has put a smile on your face more? Working with a bigger brand company or more of the personal, on a personal level? That's a, such an unfair question. I know, right? Uh, they say question. I ask yeah. the right questions. I don't though. know. That, what, why is that unfair? That's an unfair question. Why? Why makes it, what makes it unfair? Is 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 not balanced because when when you're when you're dealing with the bigger brands, mm. there's more money. <laughs> so of course, you know, at some point that's going to make you smile, whether your money driven or not. You're going to smile about that check. <laughs> like yes, but then when you're working with personal brands and you know creative type people, it's something about helping them reach that goal. Yeah. Or Right, and you're just like <laughs> they're grinding. Yes, they're really and it's trying to make this thing. work, but and it ain't really necessarily pop. Your bank account's not going. Bing. Right, so you know I gotta adjust, adjust a little, you know, and adjust things. But you'll find that that's most, you know, those are the ones you love. Mm. Yeah, and of course yeah. you love the big boys. But, yeah, you know. So that's, that's why, why we're saying it's question. unbalanced. Why right? you, you love it, and then... I just thought I'd give the listeners some hope. Like, oh, you guys will work with them, but it's just like, yo, it's money ain't popping off right away. But you, well, but let me. But that's not that's not always the objective. Okay, right, right. Sometimes you are in love with and what an artist does, mm -hmm. what they represent, what they represent, and you yourself as that professional, you want to be a part of it, and right. it's like, how can I help you? And mm -hmm. and then you know. And sometimes that's the way to pick up big clients, like mm. your investment in who they are and what they represent on a small scale. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, I like what you do. Let's right. do more. Do more. So. So it's just, you know, nothing is written in stone. Let's mm. say that it, everything is possible. Mm. Everything. Yeah. I mean, in some, you know, some agencies even that I've worked for um, have a certain balance between revenue and more altruistic nonprofit clients also. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason why you can't do both. You can mm -hmm. still do things that are very much focused on the community and you can do some things that drive revenue. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. I know it's, it's everything. That's, that's a good thing. Cause it, it is, it's very difficult because a lot of us, um, nonprofits, entrepreneurs, artists, creative people, we have this goal, this target, we can have business plans, strategies, we can have it all, but it just takes a minute yes. sure. be before it just ignites. And you're constantly going back and looking at what is your objective? What's your mission? What kind of value are you bringing? What's your audience? Are you targeting the right audience? Like it's, you're just kind of like in this, this spin, if you will. So the marketing pieces, it is important. It can get frustrating because it's like you're doing everything that you know you need to do, but it just hasn't really hit that lick. So what would you tell somebody that's in a position like that? Just stay at it, give it up, reassess. Like I would never say give up. Okay. I would never advise anyone to give up because if that's your dream and that's your passion, then you have to. It's almost like the universe won't mm -hmm. rest if you I mean, they're pushing you. So yeah, I would never stop. tell you to stop, you but stop. you have to keep in mind, nothing was overnight. Mm 
Like mm-hmm. I, I remember telling friends when we were younger, you know, when I think Jermaine Dupree made a million dollars when he was 21. And so when that story you know, made its way around. People were like, oh my God, I'm behind. And I'm like, no, no. Jermaine was dancing at 10. What were you doing? So this is 10 years in the making. You can't compare yourself to where he is. That is such a big point. That's such a big point. Like, honestly, there is no such thing as an overnight success. It's when preparation meets opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah, success. Um, Yeah. There's stuff that we're doing now that we're in business plan seven, eight years ago. Right. And they're just coming to fruition now. Yeah. But there was a plan, right? So you have to be patient. You have to be Um, patient and you have to keep working, but you have to be consistent. You can't, okay, well, I'm not doing it this month. No, do something every day. Even if it's as simple as, you know, I'm going to write on my calendar what I should have been doing today. You got to keep it in that psyche. So it's it's knowing that it's building, it's in process, but never give up. And then just the discipline. You know, know, we've had some mutual associates. I'm I'm thinking like people like Munson Steed and Kent Matlock who just have this insane discipline. Like they set goals and KPIs for their sales teams and their account teams. So. You know, yes, they're multicultural entrepreneurs, but they still pursue the business with mm-hmm. the same kind of discipline as mm-hmm. any other corporate entity. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of my mentors, Kevin Foley, he is uh, a very focused, very intense businessman, but he's always working on it. He's all, even if he's sitting there, like I remember in our office, he had a rule. If I'm in my office and the door is closed, you have to gauge like, what is he doing? Because he may be in, he may, it may look like he's just sitting there, mm-hmm. but something's going on in that mind. And it's just like, okay, don't knock on the door. Mm-hmm. Wait until he comes out because you're interrupting that thought process. Yeah. So, you know, they are normally very driven and they require you to level up. And if you are not there, <laughs> then guess what? You won't be there. Right. You'll so you have it. to, you have to count it as a win when you get to You'll stick around. Like, it. oh my right. God. You'll hear well, about you know, it. And I think that's the thing I value yeah. the most is just difficult clients, right? Ooh. Like some difficult clients are your best clients. Man. Mm. Yes, they are. And it's not, and it's not because they're being petty. No. But they're, they're focused on things like focused. timeline and budget mm-hmm. and schedule and. Yeah. And success. Yes. Success they want to get there important. and they and they've hired you to help them. Mm. They've hired you. So once that exchange has happened, mm. then you know, you have to what did it say, manage their expectations. Mm. You know. Right. Um I remember having a, a a potential client contact me, and this is when Oprah was really, really big and she had her talk show. And he came to me and he had a a, a vocalist and he said, I said, What are your goals? And he said, I want to be on Oprah. And I was like, When? He was like, As soon as possible. I was like, No. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. That's not going to work. And, and it was around the time when Alicia Keys came that came out. And he was like, well, Alicia Keys was on it. I said, whoa, whoa. No. no you no, said, no. whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. We whoa, whoa. Do that. You said, whoa, I said, whoa. Yeah, I, I, like, I like to manage your expectations. I'm not going to sell you a dream of, I'll have you on Oprah by Thursday. Stop it. No. Don't do that. Like when you set yourself up for failure, when you tell your clients things like it's that. It's so true, right? Cause, yeah. Cause right. I mean, anything could happen. I mean, I remember when nine 11 happened, we had so many projects going on for Coca-Cola mm. and then that happens and you, what do you do? Yeah. What do you do? You got to regroup. And it's like, if I promised you that I was going to no guarantee under, under promise and over deliver. Oh, it sounds like a choir. <laughs> 
bunch of choir people. <laughs> Let me ask you guys this. When clients, when you work with clients, what do you expect them to bring to you? <coughs> Excuse me, as it relates to do they need to have a business plan already in place, an objective? Do What do they need to know or bring when you, they work with you guys? Dream is thinking. Ken, what about you? I mean, it's it's just depends. It's it varies. What you it's, it's the mm -hmm. difference between what you prefer and what you get. Oh, it's true. Okay, so tell me what you prefer. Where do you prefer? You prefer in any situation that everybody is so confident about their business that they can give you clear guidance. And ah, okay. That's what you prefer. Okay. That's not what you get. That's not what you get. What you get most of the time, and this is you know this is the fun of the job. Is what you get is somebody who wants you to take what's out of their head yeah. and make a comprehensive plan out of yeah. it. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, there's a reward in that. I mean, I, yeah. I enjoy doing that, mm -hmm. but it's the difference between what you want okay. and what you're working with. Yeah. I mean, for me, number one, a budget. Ooh. Number one, a budget. I, said that first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you gotta have. Give me something to work with, you know. Give me something to work with. Like, I mean, Jesus turned water to wine, but yeah, I'm Jesus, you know? Jay's keeping it wiser. Yeah. She was like a budget. I need you to have a budget. I need you. I mean, you don't. You can come to me without any content. You can come to me without any bio, anything written. My company is set up where we can help you get there. Okay. So, you know, and, and the other thing is, come with your listening ears. Don't mm. hire me and then tell me what I should be doing. Oh. Why did you hire me? Right. You should have done it. Oh. And I will say thank you, but no thank you. Oh. Yeah. Sometimes you get clients that hire you to be a thought partner. Mm. Sometimes you get clients that just expect you to execute. Okay. But we need to be clear what it is up front. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and and stay focused on that. Right. Because, you know, three months down the line, we've gotten, you know, we cool and, you know, we've hung out a couple of times. And now it feels like a friendship, but it's still business. Mm. So I may have to, you know, take a step back and be like, and, you know, no, three mm. months. I need you. This is what we agreed on. Unless we make an amendment to this, this is what we're doing. And 90 days seems about fair, right? And just working with anybody just initially to just kind Bare of minimum. See. Bare minimum. Bare minimum. I mean, it's, it's not certain... a 30-day thing. It's not no. a month thing. In it's... certain cases, like, because of the way that I learned PR. Right. So I, I, I learned the bulk of it from the television side. So television is tomorrow I can have you on air. Today I can have you on air. It's almost instant. But with a lot of things, a lot of PR um, parts, it takes time. But I had to learn the difference between if I'm looking to get a placement on radio, how long is that going to take? Mm -hmm. If I'm and and then you have to think about what is this project or this um, event that you're selling them, if or you're trying to sell them, mm -hmm. and if it's 45 days away, mm -hmm. you know you need to have those lead times set up so you know I'm selling tickets. I mean, you need right. to make it newsworthy, and right. a lot of times, you know, it, unless someone is dying or it's a world emergency. It's not an emergency. Yeah. And that's that's the really the best way to even maintain client relationships is to have regular check-ins. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, at least on the digital marketing side, you don't want to wait 30 days before you start optimizing. Like, that's too late. Right. You know what I mean? And, and if, you know, and in your 30 days and your 90-day gates, you know, if you need to reconsider the plan or optimize, mm. it gives you a chance to do so. But the worst thing, you know, even on the annual contract, 
the worst thing is go through the whole year. Right. That's that's un right. that's un yeah, no. that's not cool at all. No, you should be checking in at least once a week because it's it's new for them. It's new for you. And um, it's a, that whole getting to know you period, just putting in the work. Yeah. So there's no surprises right. along the way. Right. And and absolutely, like, definitely check in with them. Even if, I mean, now, like, when we first started, it was, I have to send you a fax, you know. So now for you not to be speaking to your client, like, I'm like, what are you talking about? You can text them. You can email them. You can tweet them. She said a fax. So it's like. Yeah, before yeah. email, like you sitting over there crafting a the letter, you got to type she it, print said, it, uh, send a fact, fact. because we didn't have email. So, so and you still had those deadlines. And it and shook and said, we should make sure we were communicating. <laughs> I know by three o'clock, I'm supposed to have this report on whoever's death. Best believe it's going to be there. That's the challenge. And I'm still a little old school, but that's the challenge I have with millennials. Is that, well, I sent a text or I sent an email. Right. Hold up. Did you confirm that they received it? Right. Talk to the person. Mm-hmm. Don't expect that it just went into a box and somebody mm-hmm. snatched it. And someone right saw away. it, right? I mean, shit, I used to run the payphone. So. Man, what? <laughs> <laughs> he said payphone. Try, try planning an event. And your, your, your first modal confer, uh, communication was a pager. A two way So you had to pages. give, you know, a code. Ooh, like, they, 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 oh, they that's, the, that's the lighting. Ooh, the two way pager. <laughs> I want to talk about it. Thank you, Kay, for the millennials because I do yeah. think that they. They they take risks, mm-hmm. like they jump off and they just do it, and they feel like social media is the end all be all to most of their things. Um, if I send you an emoji, they feel like they talk to you, real talk. So the difference is that you guys are very formalized. I gotta talk to the client. I like to have a face to face. I gotta talk to them on the phone. Their style is a little different. Mm-hmm. Are they winning or not? I mean, it's the trend. It's what it's going to be. Mm. I mean, you're the next generation, and ultimately, that's what's going to drive what it is. Mm. Um, you know, I get a chance to look at like Google Analytics and that kind of thing. Yeah. Demographically, there's just a difference. Older mm. folks are more predisposed to desktop. Yeah, Younger right. People, mobile. mobile. Right. Right. Mobile. And we have to we have to balance somewhere in between. Mm. So even though I I'm not a millennial. I may have millennials that I'm working Come with. So on guess now. what? I have to figure out how do they communicate? Yeah. Do you do you tweet or do you Are you Snapchatting? Right. Like <laughs> you don't Facebook. Like I mean that's right. you know They don't do that. Yeah, you, yeah. And you have to have those conversations like how do you prefer me to communicate with mm-hmm. you? Right. You and have I mean, to ask those questions. And now. that's with every customer. Yes. Right. right. Any customer yeah. you have, how do you prefer to hear from me? Right. Does it put you are you comfortable working with with younger people? No, it's not a big deal for you. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, um again, as long as we are on we're both on the same team mm-hmm. and we're both willing to put in the work. Now what I will not do is pull you along if you are not pulling your weight. Right. right? But that's you know? with anybody. And that's with anybody. So mm-hmm. I mean, don't just think she don't it's care just wrong folks either. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, right. No, right. She's rolling like, those eyes. You, Y'all see her rolling this? no. I'm like, no, I'm <laughs> not no. doing that. No, I don't have time for that. I mean, we're gonna work together. I expect, I, I feel confident when I know I can say, Okay, Michelle got that. Mm-hmm. But if I'm driving home, I'm like, I don't know if she gone text is she did she send it did they that creates unnecessary stress so you have to have that trust in the mm-hmm. person that you're working with be a millennial generation x i don't care who it is you right. gotta trust them i mean if you think about it historically 
20-somethings change the world every generation. Every generation. True. Right? It's true. always the 20-year-olds that are more passionate, mm. got more fire, and got right. more yes. energy. That's true. More creativity and right. more time to explore it. Right. They're doing it. Right? So and, it's and to be less, expected. Right. Less things to worry about, less risk, all that kind of mm-hmm. So I like working with them mm. because you get pure, unfettered yeah. drive. Yeah. The opportunity is to help them channel it into, right. and they still want to feel like they're doing it their own way, right? right? It's you know, it ain't supposed to feel like their parents or their uncles or their grandparents. It's supposed to feel like them and their own generation, right? And then the other thing is, you should. I mean, you if you're a seasoned person, you should absolutely open up your network and seek them out. Say that again. They Say that again. Knowledge of things that we couldn't even imagine. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, I have children who can. I can Snapchat and I'm still like, you, what's a snap? And what's a snap? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like okay, they, and it's yeah. done, and I'm just like, you're amazing. But yeah, they are the bridge to keeping you mm. in line with what's coming next That's and true. what's happening now. And if you're cutting them off, guess right. what? You're limiting your communication. Yeah. Do we think that the things and the tools that you guys use coming up, especially in the college years and then right after, are applicable for millennials today? Like, do they need a business plan? Real talk. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because your mind is still your mind, you know, and things are still going to pop up and you may lose them. But if you're placing them in your business plan, you're charting it out. I mean, it may not be the format that we had, what, okay. 25 pages, okay. but you okay. should be able to put your thoughts so on So is there, is it a condensed version? Well, well, even now, right? I get a chance to speak to undergrad students at Morehouse and MBA students at Clark mm-hmm. and some of the other colleges okay. in town. And the skills mm. are timeless. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. The tools. That's right. Are Indifferent. far more. Advanced, okay. Right. Okay. Right. You know, we you know we didn't have the ability. You know, we go back to talking about email. Now we can have video. Right. Okay. And tell your boys. Y'all heard yeah, that. Like, yeah. And tell everybody. Yeah, we know. So social. the technology is definitely a hell of a lot better than yeah. 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 Yeah, you can say that. Okay. You can say that. Yeah. Okay. So the skills are there. Do they have the skills? Based on your experience, I, I, I think um, they have some of them. Okay, you know, so one of the things, and and, and again, just because I'm old school, like mm-hmm. it was all about we true school, Ken. We true school, true school, true school. Right? I old school, so true school. It would we never had the option to not be accountable for our marketing dollars. Right. right? Okay. Like they were always like, "Where's your ROI? What's it doing for me? And if you can't tell me that, you fired. Right. Yeah. You out of here. You're done. You're never working this town again." Okay. You know, I, I I don't know that all of them walk through the door with that same kind of okay. Yeah. Creative ideas, blue sky, but you always kind of bring them, got to bring them back to okay. Is this the prudent use of resources? Mm-hmm. Are we getting return on investment? You know, you can't just shoot. You know, you got to make sure that that your client is is benefiting. Okay, I, I say for the millennials now, one thing that caused me a little bit of concern was watching when text messaging came into play and to watch text talk be transferred to professional communication that concerned me but if that millennial really wants to be in the business on a professional level they'll make that transition they'll figure out that how i speak to my friends on text messaging is absolutely not acceptable Mm. in all business communication so 
You have to help them, though. Yeah. You mm-hmm. have to guide them. And, mm-hmm. You know, the other thing, too, even in this conversation, we got to make sure we're not just relegating ourselves to the U.S. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. This is North America. This is global. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the Internet made it global. Mm-hmm. Like people, you know, people would think like, oh, I'm online. But no, think about that. Anybody, anywhere can see you once you put your stuff online. How do you get it to them? You know, you may have to take some media, mm-hmm. um, put some media placements in place just to make the connection. But I mean, a lot of times I'm getting retweeted by someone in the UK mm-hmm. and I'm like, thank you. Right. Yeah. I read my numbers. Yeah. Netherlands, Australia. Right. Like, wow. Right. Canada. Right. Nice. Nice. It makes you smile. It's like, whoa, that's interesting. My pen has taken me. Places I never. Do you guys feel like you're doing the same exact thing you were 20 years ago? Is slightly different. Different for me. I think the seed may have been planted 20 years ago. Yeah. To to allow you to do what you want to do now. Right. So this was always what you wanted to do now. Right. Because your your mark your your clients have changed or gotten broader. I I was a communications person. Mm -hmm. I became a marketing person out of necessity, right? All of a sudden, I wanted to control the budgets, control the strategy, (laughs) control the timelines, right? Control. You know? Now, of course, you know, you're still accountable to the accountants and the finance people, Mm -hmm. but that, you know, it was was cool being in front of the, you know, camera on the mic and, oh, let's have some fun, let's engage. And then you're like, I want to do this. And they're like, well, Where's your money? Where's your budget? Mm. So I was like, well, let me start there. Let me figure out how I get that money. How okay. I get that budget. Okay. Um, so, and then for me, the evolution, even in, in terms of being more digital marketing oriented, right? If you just want to be the best marketer that you can, as, that you can be, then it's all about the new tactics, personalization, email, yeah. um, you know, mobile. We're talking about stuff here, but if you think about stuff that's happening in China, Brazil, or mm-hmm. Africa, it's all about that phone. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. So how yeah. do we just continue to stay connected. even ahead of it, connected and even ahead of the curve if we mm-hmm. can? Mm-hmm. Do you really agree? I agree. Okay. I do. All right. I think, you know, just looking over your um, experiences and your history, you guys are touching a different market of people today than you probably were 10 years ago. Absolutely. Because it's all, again, that process mm-hmm. we've been building mm-hmm. for, I mean, when you said 20 years ago, I was like, Oh my God, how old was I 20? At that age, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, I was still trying to figure it out. So mm-hmm. it was just kind of like, and then again, certain terms weren't even in place. Yeah. So you didn't really know what to call yourself. This whole creatives. Yeah. You know, I remember telling friends like, I need to figure out how to get paid off of creativity. And everybody the room would go silent like, I don't know how you're gonna get paid off creativity. <laughs> and right. and then now we have this word creative. Creatives. And it's like sometimes it sometimes the universe you have to catch up or mm-hmm. it has to catch up for you know, wait for you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like twenty years ago I was just like, what am I supposed to be doing? Right. Like, you know, I have these skills, but, you know, I have this college degree. But when you're in those, you know, creative arts, Mm -hmm. people automatically think, well, oh, you should be an administrative assistant. Hmm. I wanted to do something different, you know, so you got to get creative in how you get to where you want to be. And you have to try a couple of different shoes on, you know. So if I jumped around from music video production to television production to working in an agency, like I remember weeks where I would go from uh, hip hop music video. And by Friday, I'm in Coca-Cola with suit and tie. Mm -hmm. And I'm like. 
weeks has been the craziest. But the week. maturity is part of it, though. Yeah, ain't it? yeah. Like, you know, you know. Yeah, you have fun. to get there. I've always liked to tease Jarena because you know, freshman year she had her hustle on, so <laughs> like. She... <laughs> well, you know, you know. I just, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I tell people, I, I did an interview a couple of months ago, and they asked me, like, you know, how, where did this entrepreneurial bug come from? And I'm like, I really don't know because mm-hmm. I do remember being like eight, nine years old, and our candy lady passed away in our neighborhood and I, I remember being like a chunky little kid sitting on the porch like I really want to now later you know and I was like she has she's gone and I remember sitting there like wait a minute that spot's empty but she's right I mean I did that's how you drive the lane you driving the lane girl but when she yes. it open I went ahead and there you go you yeah know? you in the paint man word right. up and I mean I remember in my room making flyers and my mother is absolutely like, what are you doing like when we get to church absolutely I need to make copies come through what? Yeah, hey, that's right. what you do. I mean, you see the opportunity. With two book bags, like one with books and yeah. the other filled with candy and soda and popping. By the time I get the first period, I got like fifty bucks. Yeah, right. my dad was like, "Okay, go ahead," but he was the same way. So I'm watching him. So I think that's where it okay. You see, you see, you know, and we talk about it. But I, we, I think, and Ken and I talked about it. But I think Atlanta just creates. Um, it's a place where dreams can come true. Absolutely. Real talk. Like you, I, I'm doing things that I would not be doing in yeah. the Bronx. Yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't be doing this yeah. because it's oversaturated. It's mm-hmm. just, it would be more of a, who do you know? Like it would just be much more difficult yeah. than doing it here. And then I, you just, you see an opening and you go for it. Right. Without well, question. And it's just a part of who you are. You're just doing what you do. You're just right. like, that's that's what it is, right. and you're doing it. So yeah, you see the need. You see the need. I have what it takes. Yeah, I'm raising my hand, or better yet, I'm just gonna grab you by your hand and say, "Come." I'm going. Me. I'm, show you how to I'm pressing the gas. Yeah. Like I'm I'm gas. I mean, people have always told me like you're bold, and mm-hmm. and yeah, I embrace that. Like one of our sins in our house is a closed mouth. Don't get fed. Never so get fed. You're in the back, right. and we eating. Right. You come in there and say, "Ma, you mm. didn't tell me the play was right. You didn't." Right. You eat what you kill. Never, never. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right, so I got time to wait. Eat what you kill. Marketing. So I want to talk a little bit about marketing for artists because you guys are touching artists. You you have an artist in your in your midst now, right? That you manage and work with and that type no of management. thing. No management. No management. Don't touch management at all. Just marketing. <laughs> just just PR and marketing. Just PR. Yeah, yeah, no management. Like, let's be clear. No. Okay, no management, no but marketing. Mm-hmm. And really the PR piece. Yeah, absolutely. And she's an actress? She's an actress. Okay. Her name is Kai Ture. Mm-hmm. Um, Kai is 11 years old. Right. And she was, um, she's in the Hate You Give as the younger version mm-hmm. of Amanda Steinberg's mm-hmm. character, Star nice. Car. Nice. Yeah. First actress that you've done PR work for? No. Well, no. No, no, no. Um, maybe two years ago, okay. I was working with Kiana Simone Simpson. I remember that. Um, but she played the younger version of Oprah's character. Mm-hmm. And then for a minute, I was like, am I getting everybody that plays yes. the younger version of like this? That's good Oprah's work. Character? But it's fun. <laughs> That's good work. It's fun. But, That's good work. Um, I came from that music side because mm-hmm. Atlanta was big on music before film showed up. Right. You know, film was kind of hit or miss. Right. Yeah. So, but I did jump in on a couple of film projects. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you, you need me to do, I'm there. Right. Okay. Like I, my first project. And when you said, have you worked um, with an actress? It wasn't PR, but Players Club. Yeah. Like, hi, Winsome Sinclair. Yeah. Winsome is my mentor. Winsome. I mean, I will tell anybody. 
what you put into the universe, it will come back to you. Yes. It will. I remember sitting in my living room, looking in an Essence magazine, and seeing this photo of this woman. And I'm like, Winsome Sinclair, her name is Regal. Like, Mm. I would love to meet her. Going about my life, and maybe two, three weeks later, (laughs) she's in my office. And I'm just like, God. What am I supposed to do? Right, right. This is the opportunity. I'm not going to stall. I'm not going to choke. And, you know, I made myself very available. Mm -hmm. Whatever you need. You don't have to rent a car. I got a car. I I got you. She's like, whatever I got you. And, yeah. So, actresses, musician, um, Keisha Jackson. Mm -hmm. I worked with Keisha a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, it just depends. It just depends. On the budget. I said it. Sometimes now with Keisha, <laughs> let me say this. Johnson, I do Keisha require Jackson. a budget. Daughter of Millie Jackson. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. But sometimes you look Before at things and you're like, look at the legacy. Right. Okay, the body right. of work. Right. The body of work. Right. So right. Right. It, and and depending on how you are introduced to me. So the way that Keisha and I were connected was through Dungeon Family mm-hmm. and Dee Dee Murray. So if Dee Dee makes the phone call, I'm gonna answer. Right. Mm-hmm. And if she says Keisha needs you. Guess what? I'm there right. because that legacy and you know that they're serious. Like this is their business and they're calling on you to bring your professional skills to help them. Yeah, I'm there. We will. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about budget. This and Keisha brings a on. certain discipline too. Yeah. I mean, Keisha is amazing. Like those folks who kind of grew up in the business. You mentioned legacy. Like they're like, it's like this. This is how we yes. do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there's very little room for. And they're very knowledgeable about every facet of what this business is because it's metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. So, like I tell people, I take my daughter because I she may not be paying attention like right now, mm-hmm. but ten years from she now is. it may click and she's yeah. like, "My mommy told me." She is. She is. Ken Rye, marketing. How you do it today? This whole hot ice thing. Talk to us a little bit about that. How do you align marketing with that? How is hot ice? Yeah, hot ice. Bring I mean, it's ongoing. Mm. I mean, and it's 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 ongoing, and it's a uh, it's a cycle of reinvention. Mm. You know, this is something that started years ago from a radio concept right. with my business partner, the late Kim Beatty. Right. First um, Kim. Mm-hmm. It was a radio concept, and and the whole life. and it was a very good radio Say concept that. that everyone was saying, "Are you listening to CLK? <laughs> like, who is tell this? Oh, tell tell him. That's what I great. said. Right. It was like a breath of fresh That's air what on I the said. airwaves. That's oh, what I said. Yes. Yep. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we digressed for a second, no, but we needed to say that because that's important. Yes, yes. But, that was, but that's a beautiful thing about about the conversation, right? Is you know, when Beatty passed, if I decided that I didn't want to do it anymore, I didn't have a choice because right. it was all those same artists. So mm-hmm. when we look back at the Anthony Davids, right. the Royers, and the Algebra, right, the Avery Sunshine, right, 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 right. Are, you know, so when in, in in its inception, it was called Neo Soul. Right. But everybody's been in the game now. 2013. 20, right? <laughs> 20, right? So let's just call it soul. So, so um, and all of those artists have grown, evolved, expanded. Uh, it's allowed us to build tangible relationships with people and publicists and labels in New York. It's allowed us to build relationships with venues yes. across the country. Mm-hmm. So it's all matured. Um, you know, I think I mentioned that some of the same business plans that we had before, we have some of the same artists on the roster. Mm-hmm. So still the ability to work with people like Tortured Soul and Raheem Devon. Mm-hmm. So it's just been an evolution. And, and then I think Jarena spoke on this earlier, is that if you just try to put in good work, mm-hmm. then you get a chance to continue working with, yeah. with great clients. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so... 
You know, I remember the first time I ever got a chance to work with Kendrick the Family Soul was during the National Black Arts Festival. Mm-hmm. Them, their first time meeting me, my first time working mm-hmm. with them, Storms, the show worked out. Right. But then later on, we get a chance to do a mini documentary or we get a chance to book shows with, with some of my artists with them in Philly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's all of the above, right? It's how do you do the best with what you've got? Mm-hmm. How do you right. chart a plan? Yeah. How do you add more discipline to it? Mm-hmm. And then truthfully, I just had a conversation with a brother who, um, so part of hopefully the way I evolve is just by building a great team, right? Mm-hmm. I've been blessed to interact with you two in several different capacities, you know, but yes. it's not until we had a comprehensive team that the mm-hmm. business was focused, you know, mm-hmm. how do we add more rigor and operations and focus around mm-hmm. the entertainment business? Right. You know, I think that there's always kind of this thing that, you know, entertainment is supposed to be willy nilly. And it's like, no, 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 no it's a we, business. Right? It is a business. You know, how do we make sure that people keep you accountable for the contracts mm-hmm. and the booking and the scheduling and the new business development, and the relationships and even the, like and there's nothing that you can take for granted. Right. Um, I was really lucky to do a uh, pilot for a reality show with George Daniels up in Chicago. Oh, interesting. And the whole concept of the show is right. We're finding new talent in Chicago and, you know, we're calling on the Brad, we're calling on Dave Hollister and we're calling on all these, these artists. And then I'm supposed to check in with him on a weekly basis. I catch him at a different restaurant. He's got his cocktail and he's sitting back. George, this is what's happening. And I'm telling him all the wrong stuff that's going on mm. in the business, right? Mm. Such and such canceled and such and such is, you know, he's yeah. got a book here and they got a flight here. And at the end of it, he's like, well, Okay, fix it. Like, wow. <laughs> you wow. know, I'm trying to build up all this drama. Wow. But at the end of the day, it's our job to be yeah. troubleshooters yep. and, mm-hmm. and problem nature, solvers. Problem yes. solvers. And no matter what, the show goes on. So, mm, at least for me, you know, if I get smarter and better, I'm lucky to have several project managers on my team who also know IT. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've had some really great sound engineers and, and yeah. DJ Rev Lee, Leon Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, that comes because of the brand and the legacy that you've built. So Thank people you. are honored to work with you. Because Thank of the you, Jarena. There, and it's like, yeah, I'll do Thank that. you. I appreciate you. And, that's, and, that, and I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate because mm-hmm. that's what we work for, right? Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, that's all you've got is, is your name, your reputation, and your brand. That's it. Jarena, how can people work with you? If they want your services, they wanted to have you be their PR person in marketing, how can they find you? How can they get at you? Um, well, my business line is 404-590-1339. Um, email jglasspr at gmail.com. On social networks, it's jglasscmc, which stands for Communications Media and Creative. Mm-hmm. So um, those are the avenues. And, you know, if you know someone that knows me, tell me me up. I'm gonna call I'm, you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call you. I'm <laughs> gonna. You I'm Thank gonna. I'm gonna reset. I'm gonna come back that way again, and we're gonna work together. Let's talk about what it. What do you have? Anything big on the horizon? Anything big coming up that you can share about your clients that we need to look for? We need to support. We need to do. Uh, things are happening, mm-hmm. but I've been. Um, I've been forced to keep my mouth closed. Okay, keep it close. Everyone knew I was coming here, and they're like, don't ah, say anything. Don't, um, shout out to Renaissance Kids Productions ah, that made sure this morning. They made sure don't say anything. Be say quiet, anything. quiet. Cry. Okay, they told hush. told me something, and I was just like, <gasps> Don't so we can't we yeah. so we don't know but just be on the lookout you we'll know be on the lookout i follow you on social media so i'll see i'll okay. be watching okay all right 
Ken Rye, what's going on with you? What's happening within the world of hot ice? Looking forward to 2019. Mm. We wrap up this year with um, a couple of shows with City Winery. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, shout out to Urban One Radio, Classics 102.9 FM. K1 is a radio Um, So love them. Brand new station in the market. Um, (laughs) You know, the Urban One Radio family has been very, very supportive. Mm -hmm. So we've got a show on December 10th. Yep. Um, with Quinn and Jukebox. Mm-hmm. Um, some folks might know Quinn from uh, Blackstreet. Mm-hmm. And then Jukebox is just a, b- a band that's been kind of killing it around town. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got that. Uh, January 7th, mm-hmm. we get the opportunity to work with Kyrie Cabral Simmons, who used to be NDRE's music director. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's doing a tribute to Sheik. Oh, you know, so nice. Sheik was all that. Not only the Sheik, but Sister Sledge, yeah. all Diana that. Ross, Little Luther. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, so we've got a uh, tribute series that continues with them. Um, also, very grateful to have Vinkman's based in Atlanta as a client. So we'll be doing a series of shows with them. Mm-hmm. Um, Chicago, mm-hmm. the Promontory. Shouts to the Promontory. Mm-hmm. But um, they retain us for several different shows. Mm-hmm. We've nice, probably nice, done nice. as many as 20 shows with them up in Chicago. Um, and Chicago loves live music. Like yeah. When I was there this summer, like in house music. On the beach, yes. mm-hmm. it was yes. it was enlightening. I was like, okay, I may never go home, but nice. yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Don't, don't, did you say house? Yeah, yeah. Right. Don't start with that. Yeah, don't, I know. I don't do that. I'm trying to stay focused. So, you also is there any opportunities with City Winery in Chicago for you for Hot Ice? That's where Hot Ice at City Winery started. Mm-hmm. So we actually started doing shows in Chicago first. First. That's mm-hmm. to set the record straight. Yeah. We okay. started doing shows in Chicago first. Because you got people from Chicago listening today. So shout out yeah, to the people know, in Chicago. Um, so, yeah. Chicago crew, my hometown. Yes. First of all. Mm-hmm. Um, Chicago was just very welcoming. Yes. Uh, there was a void. A lot of the artists that we had worked with in Atlanta, like Roy Ayers, like Avery Sunshine, like Kendrick the Family Soul, mm-hmm. like all of those artists are actually bigger in Chicago mm-hmm. now yeah. than they are even in Atlanta. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, so Avery is doing like Millennial Park. Like. Yeah, she and, <laughs> she and Dana just everywhere. I'm like, oh, it's beautiful. Right? Nice. Isn't it beautiful? These artists it's are doing awesome. three shows, four, mm-hmm. five, six shows in a row. Mm-hmm. So, um, so in terms of Hot Ice, the objective is to continue to expand the network. Okay. We've got some st- great strategic partners in the DMV area. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to keep our fingers crossed for Hot Ice West. Yes. Um, you know, people in the Bay get out like we get out. Yes. Yes. So, the Bay is a beautiful yes. place. We want to keep that going. Yeah. And then, um, you know, we'll also pray for Hot Ice Southeast, um, you know, because some of our friends down there in Miami, mm-hmm. Tampa, uh-huh. Fort yes. Lauderdale, yes. and Orlando. I need the beach, y'all. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. So, yeah. So that's kind of what it is. Um, you know, we're really grateful um, for just having a great team, great, great staff, great strategic partners, and we're looking to grow. In a business plan. Can I can I insert one thing? I sure. forgot to say something. I have a book series, and everyone always tells me I don't talk about it, <clears throat> but I'm going to mention it. it. My face is lighting up. Come on with the book series. <laughs> so, um, like Kim was saying earlier, you know, everyone thinks that it's kind of the entertainment industry is kind of disconnected and right. all over the place. Well, I decided to just take some of my experiences and blend it with career advice, and it's called Industry Life. So, mm-hmm. Volume One is on. Nice. Amazon. I can get it on like oh 2019. I'll release volume two. And uh yeah, and I'm writing scripts. So we'll awesome. see. Awesome. 
We'll see. I'm excited. I am too. I'm gonna get volume one. Okay, and I want to know because I'm doing more now. Can I? Is it audio? Audio? Can I listen? I haven't done audio yet, just because life oh, is busy. But it's it busy for me there. too. That's why I need the audio. I know, Michelle but see, I'm supposed to get. I'm listening to her on Yeah, I'm listening to her on audio right now. Shouts out to Michelle Obama. Dog, it's a good book. I'm on chapter eleven on the book. Yeah, Michelle, thank you. Everybody, do your homework because mommy's working. Yeah, it's tough on us. Yeah. At least yeah. you have a book. I don't even have one. You have one. You just haven't figured out how to. And I haven't fit. Yeah, I haven't which figured is what out what I had to do because I had random stories. Yeah, it's right. just like mm. how do I put this all in one? And again, driving. I'm like, oh, that's how I'm gonna do it. Because when you speak, you should have a book so that they can walk away with a piece of you after the right. talk is over. Yeah, and they can buy a book. So yeah. it, I'm supposed to do a book someday. Don't yeah. know. Yeah, the, this story. and this guy is the RCR story. yeah the RCR how it all started and all yeah. that kind of stuff yeah right yeah it all started Some, <laughs> the girl chick from the Bronx that's my story that's my story um, Ken how can people find you how can just people Google get us. at you just Google us just Google us because you'll find us so on millennial. media <laughs> you know Jay Glass got uh, he said just ice. Google us just Google yeah. us yeah hot ice is very Google yeah. us yeah yeah um, you know, because we've got several things happening mm-hmm. currently at different venues. So when you Google us, you get a chance to see everything. Yes. Okay. Sometimes right. I still Google just to see if like it's old working. stuff has come back. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, I forgot we stuff did that. Worked on years I'm like, ago. oh my God. Yeah, it's coming back. Like, back. I completely forgot about the NPR stuff. And right. I was just like, oh, oh right. wow. Right. We I was like, NPR was, yeah. That's hot. Back before um, the uh, studio thing was on we had some features joel yeah. rose and some other nice about the atlanta scene. Yeah. i like y'all That's so <laughs> this is a good this was a good combo way to go Michelle. before the tiny desk series yes before tiny desk before tiny, tiny desk, desk yeah we were working those phones isn't that funny? Like <laughs> calling trade magazines, calling retail. Like that's how it used to be. Like back I remember. Then. Yeah, I remember sitting there like, oh god, please. Especially like calling markets like New York. Yeah. And everyone has that New York state of mind. Like what's it's going like, on? What do you need? Please don't let me get cussed out. Hey, I have this. <laughs> what do you need? What do you want? No, don't call me. Okay. Yeah. Call you tomorrow. What do you need? What do you want? Look at my. Call people. you tomorrow. You guys can go on forever. I think that's my time with you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank this you this was very time. informative. This so this much. helped because I'm going to play it back so I can be still encouraged because I have work to do. I have to bookmark stuff. I need a PR person. I don't know if a PR will do work for nonprofits, but we're going to talk. We're going to see. Uh, we have to hit different target markets. We got. Mm-hmm. I've grown in the last time. Oh, so I've we talked. Thank you. I've watched. I love when they from say the time that. he. If Ken tells me. Listen or watch out for this. I'm like, okay. It may take me a couple of days, but once I'm there, I'm like, uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. He put it on the radar. He does me the same way. If she tells me about it, give me a few days, and you know, catch up. Yeah, yeah. Give me a moment of (laughs) silence. Time. I'm just, I'm consistent with it. I'm being consistent with it. So we're gonna, we're gonna definitely wrap. And so with that, I have a couple of different things. You know me, real chicks. 
I'm everywhere. I am. Uh, we're syndicated. Yeah, we are on different uh, internet radio stations. So you can catch us on Mix Radio Live. You can catch us on MOC Radio. We're on iTunes. We're on iHeart. We're on YouTube. Come on, subscribe. That's the best way to keep up with us is just go ahead and like it, subscribe to it, and we send you the notifications when we're, we're going to be live. Alerts. <laughs> yeah. We send, yeah, so every time we upload a show, you'll be aware. So this way you don't miss anything at any time. So it is the end of the year. It is December 2nd. It's that time of the year that when you say you're about community activism and community service, you should be doing something. And so we are no different. So this year we are doing a toy drive and holiday dinner. It is on December 14th at the Philip Rush Center here in Atlanta, 1530 DeKalb Avenue. Doors open at 6. It's from 6 to 9. It's going to be on a Friday. We're blessing 25 children between the ages of 8 and 11 on that night with some toys and dinner. And it's just going to be really a nice, festive way to give back. So that's what we're going to do. 2019, we could talk about another time, but we got stuff on the calendar because my mentor always talking about <laughs> is always talking about plan your calendar plan it out align with your calendar do what you need to do so we've already planned for our year back in september and october i said that to the listeners before so i don't want to be a wet blanket if you haven't done it already you're a little behind the eight ball but it's never too late it's never too late so Plan out your year. It's not too late to get it done. Get it out. Figure out what your resources is. Figure out what your budget is going to be because that is important. People like you, but it takes a little money to get things going. Invest in yourself. That is what we have typically done for the past six years with Real Chicks Rock is that if nobody else believes in us, we do. I believe in us. So I'm going to invest in the brand. So carve out some marketing dollars. It'll help you. It'll help get that brand. It'll help to help you get that business. Um, out where it needs to be to the audience of people that needs to see it. So that is my time. You guys know where you can reach me. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. DM me. Also, if you like the shows that you're hearing, put a little comment on it because that helps the ratings. We want to be rated. We just don't want to be out there. So in any platform you've been checking us out on, give us some feedback. We appreciate it. Until next time. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. your time. Until next time, you guys. You guys take care. Continue. We hope you enjoyed listening to RCR Presents Real Discussions. Until next time, take care.